Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your boy Dave Neal. This is a bonus episode. This is an April 20th, 420 episode. Light a joint. Enjoy this chat I had with Tema Louise Sal. She's a very funny comedian and hosts a, a podcast called Awake and Bake. So what better time than today to have a Wake and Bake comedian on our Wake and Bake episode. So let me actually, I wanted to double check what her Instagram was so I can promote it. Go follow her online. You're going to love her. We actually have a great talk. We, we, I mean, we talked about everything about gender roles and comedy and the Me Too movement. I mean, it's good to talk to someone openly and just try to figure each other out. And uh, the, the biggest uh, point I think we learned in all of this is um, let's not clump everybody into the same sort of category. We're all unique. We all have different thoughts and opinions. Let's respect that. Anyway, Tema's Instagram is at Tema Louise, T-E-M-A-L-O-U-I-S-E. Go follow her. Tell her you heard her here. And enjoy this episode of the Sex Actually Podcast. Oh, but the sound quality is just delightful. You like that, right? Yeah, it sounds good. You know, I, um, you actually, I've been listening to the podcast for a little bit and, um, yeah, no, I think it's fun. And you, the sound quality, I've always admired that it's pretty tasty. Well, my worst reviews were early on when I had shitty sound quality. Oh. Walmart. Walmart yeah. actually gave you a review on your sound quality? And, no, no, no. That, I bought the... Oh. <laughs> and you know what's funny is I have, I have a Walmart audition right now that I'm blowing off. I'm, I'm not fucking supporting them. Are you serious? Unless you they want to sponsor us. If that, yes, it's funny. $500 non-union. And that might sound like a lot, but for a 12-hour day, take your 20% union, taxes, yeah. all that shit. You get a couple hundred bucks yeah. for a billion-dollar corporation to use it in perpetuity. God. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's selfish Roll on back their those part. prices. Yeah. Come on, why don't yeah, you give so, a little? So I had these little cords, you know, all the different doodads you have to buy to run your own podcast. Doodads. And, um, you know, two bucks online, that, that looks really good. You buy it, boom, done. Every XLR cord I bought there is broken. Since then, <laughs> I've, up, I've upgraded my XLR cords. They're super nice. Sure, 58 mics. These are industry standard, like, rock star mics. Hell yeah. They're not that expensive. Really? They're not. And then, I mean, the mic stands probably cost more than the mics. And then you get the H6. You do it all. No one cares. Right? I mean, but, your setup is just so professional. It's not, I don't have any sound barriers. It's a little echoey, but, yeah, but Tasha won't let me uh, upgrade any, you know, I can't just put insulation on the walls. No, you can't. I mean, that would just seriously F up the feng shui of the apartment, I feel. Yeah. Because there is a lot of, uh, there's it's a very cool looking apartment. I love the setup of it. A little New York. Yes, it is. Very, very New York. Which is sad to say because in LA, you shouldn't have to live under the size constraints of New York. You shouldn't, but you should live with the feels of New York, yeah. I feel. I mean, you lived in we, New York. Yeah, this is our incubator. Yeah. This is like our little, like, you know, we literally can barely take a shit without the other person knowing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's love. That's Which I always nice. say, even if Tasha's not in the same places me i know when she's taking a dump because she'll send me facebook messages wow which means she was reading she's, something and then she'll mm-hmm. like shoot it over to me and i'm like i know what you're doing in there like stop it that's wild i've never been in a relationship long enough where you know yeah each other's sca- yeah. <coughs> i don't know yeah mine mine was uh very known Every, <laughs> yeah my ex definitely knew when i had to you know 
Were you just super personal with each other? Yeah, but also, I mean, I'm. It's like clockwork for me. I'm definitely a morning person. I, uh, which is good. I'm very um, regular, so that's nice. I'm not. I'm all over the map. Oh, not me. No, I have a. I. It happens in the morning. I like to start off as gross as possible, and then we'll work our way back. Not that this is gross. It's (laughs) natural, folks. Tim Louise Saul, welcome. Hey, thank you so much. Good to be here. Intro like that was perfect. Always good. You just hit the buttons. You just jump right in. Maybe music in the background maybe not dogs on the couch misbehaving as he does he knows when we're recording podcasts really yeah when we record he'll go to the other side of the couch because i can't see him right now and i know for a fact he's not where he's supposed to be they're very stubborn animals the the basset hound basset hounds are very stubborn wow yeah they don't they don't like taking uh like orders and they also their their smells are so strong that when they're smelling something like they'll take off you can't go you know, if the, if he smells a squirrel, you're he's gone. Right. He well, doesn't. basset hounds were the dogs that people would use back in the day. The dogs. Yeah. And I just found out basset, for solving mysteries basset, and crime. Like boss, b a s means short. Do you know that? Oh so no, it's I didn't. Short hound. Oh, every day is a school day. There you go. That's Isn't fun. That nice? So we met a few months ago. You host the Wake and Bake podcast. That's right. Yep. At the comedy store. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just love. I love that you're literally recording underneath where Richard Pryor, you know, performed. It's really cool. Performed. <laughs> oh, he's still per- his he's still- ghost still performs there. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's such a vibe. Like, do you feel that energy? I mean, it's like a, it's like a little bit of a dark, and then you and then you're in this. You, so you guys just, I mean, it's a high podcast, and this is this is our 420 episodes. So. Yeah, happy 420, happy everyone. 420. Yes, I'm. I'm new, so you might have to teach some t- teach me some things because I'm sort of new to the weed world. Okay, and it's a, it's legal here. Yeah, which is insane that there's still. I mean, there's still a stigma internationally, different Unfortunately, yeah, of the world. But um, as prude <laughs> as uh, as we are as Americans, I mean, I don't think we realize how prude we are with sort of our, our ideologies. Would you say prude or conservative? conservative but also i'll I'll say misinformed but Mm -hmm. also with this puritan sort of we've got this weird thing from hundreds of years ago that that that's probably the reason why this podcast exists i mean other other countries and even but it's you just go up to canada and they'll talk about sex like it's no big deal we have this shame this slut shaming this yeah it's it's just weird i mean you're you're from california so maybe Mm -hmm. you don't see you probably didn't have the same like upbringing where it was what slut shaming and all that was yeah. not a thing. Well, here's uh, when I was in high school. I remember when like sex like started happening. Like I remember when like people were given blowjobs and like that was like the hot gossip is that you found out who was blowing who. Yeah. And I just I remember what it was like, you know, to to be going through puberty during that time too. And like you know, all these things are happening. If I suck someone off, is that going to make me more popular? Like I remember, I even. I made up a rumor when I was in seventh grade. God, Jesus. You made a rumor up? Yeah. You, uh, so when I was in seventh grade, I was at, it was Montclair College Prep, no longer exists. And I remember I had made up a rumor and told someone over AIM that uh, I was playing truth or dare in a treehouse with two other guys and that I was dared to give one of them a blowjob and wow. that I did. And then he was like, um, did he come? And and I was like, of course, at that point, I was like, wait, what does that mean? Oh, and then I was like, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he came. Yeah, totally. he came. Every In it my mouth. It, it was, was wild. On my face. I had my first facial. It was you, great. You, you made a sexual inception. 
You yeah. like you, how, how did it go? Did it do? <laughs> That's great. You're like the DiCaprio of blowjobs. Oh man, what a compliment! Thank I you. you. I bet you. I never thought I would put those together. You're the DiCaprio of blowjobs. Yeah. Thank you, you um, very much. I mean, uh, what was the intention that um, people would think that you're cool after that? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> fucked up enough. Um, I uh, then I guess people found out about that because the guy that I told it to, of course, was uh, was someone who was not going to keep his mouth shut over something like that. So then slowly people were like kind of like coming up to me and like actually asking me about it and like talking about it. One guy in particular started um, calling me the treehouse queen, which was... Which was uh, my nickname. 420 with the Treehouse Hell Queen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Usually I don't get titles right away, but I think that's got to be the title. I think so. The Treehouse Queen. The Treehouse Queen. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it just plays now on so that many levels. That would be levels. like a good marijuana strain you should make up. I, I mean, should. You grow it in treehouses and you call it the Treehouse Queen. Yeah. Well, and People then... To, like, the, like the drug dealer. Like, you'll be the coolest hippie drug dealer. Yeah, but they don't know that the story behind it, it actually originated from a blowjob. I love rumor. that you're you're <laughs> making up stories where you give blowjobs in a tree fort and like my tree fort experiences were way less cool. Than really? What was yours like? I, I was... I created a candy store. Oh my God. People that listen so know that I have a huge cigarette addiction. Yes. But I created a candy store and I had a little like tackle box, you know, where they are fishing lures. I grew up on the coast. Yeah. New England tackle sure. box. Sure. And I would just, instead of having tackle uh, lures and things like that, I just had different types of candy and chocolates. And, um, we were, we were creating this business model. We were going to sell it, you know, a little upcharge here and there, but yeah. we're just going <laughs> to make our money maybe in the day have with to. a couple extra bucks. And, um, and then what happened was this one dude who was like a pathological liar. And again, we were like nine, but we all knew this kid was full of shit. Sure. We caught him running away down the street and candies were falling out of his pockets. Oh, thief. And I was like, what the fuck, man? And I didn't swear, but I was like, dang, dude. <laughs> and, um, dang was your go-to yeah, choice he took of the whole, words. Yeah, of dying, awesome. dang it. Dang it is right. And you dang it real hard, dang it. And he took the whole thing of candy. And then, and then we wow. never, and then we never launched the business. Oh wow! I'm sorry to hear that I went bankrupt after and that, then, uh, that theft. Oh, uh, nerds! He, I blew them, and uh, <laughs> that room. You blew them, yeah, and that's how you seal the deal, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta blow them. So, what was the final uh, aftershock of of this oh, blowjob room? God, I did remember. It, did it escalate? Were yeah. you were being slut shamed? Yeah, I mean, to a point where I woke up in the middle of the night and went to my mom and dad and told them the truth. <laughs> really? Oh, they yeah. knew about it? No, they didn't. I got so guilty and it like made me feel so uh, shamed because of like how many people were making me feel bad about it. Here I was trying to fit in <laughs> and... um Lo and behold, I it like backfired on me. Weird. Yeah, totally. But at this, I I couldn't even imagine getting a blowjob at that age. I think I got my first one a senior in high school. Okay. But I was also I, th- I I honestly think I think we talked about this on your podcast. I think in New England everything happens later. Yep, we did. I see these California kids running around getting their dicks sucked. They, they do the <laughs> blowjob parties, right? They have That's like great. blowjob parties now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it feels like we're living like a new wave of the hippie era. You know what I mean? But, but I'm sorry, I'm now jumping ahead of time. I feel, um, I feel, I feel like, so in the nineties and the twenties, like, in the twenties, um, the two thousands, <laughs> the early two thousands. Cause that's when I was in high school. Um, I, I think it was just like a new millennium and like trying to just like feel it out and like trying to understand things better and, and fitting in like trends. Oh my God. I just, 
always wanting to be a part of the trend, knowing what was happening with the trend, keeping up with the trend. What year did you graduate high school? 2005. Okay. I was 03. So we were were both at the age where you did have to learn how to like live before yeah. solely using social media. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I'm not like an expert. I don't have numbers, but I can't imagine the suicide rates are in a good place based mm. on the shit. Like if you're, if you're already borderline depressed and all these issues and now you got to look at social media, I'm a happy guy. I got yeah. my shit together. Yeah. I go on Instagram for a little too long. I had to unfollow a friend of mine because I was sick of seeing all the shows she's doing. <sighs> Do you know what I mean? That's my fault, not sick, hers. Sick of seeing all that because like it, you're jealous of it or because it's I'm, like too much already? Like chill she's out. doing better than I am. Oh, okay. Oh, and, well, then and I say the... she because it's a female, but it's male or female. I've had to block men and women. I'm like, look, they're not helping me out. It's only hurting me. I hmm. need to like not see this. Interesting. It change the pace I'm running at. Does that... So you look at it as uh, competition versus like inspiration. I'm very competitive. I see that. Absolutely. Yeah, very. And uh, not with a, a lot of things, just the things I really value. Okay. So like I can play darts with Darren and lose, mm-hmm. but like I'm good at <laughs> table tennis, so I'm not going to want to lose that. Or like bowling you know like there's certain things yeah. where i decide like oh, i'm close to beating you but if i know i'm getting my ass kicked no big deal but when it comes to comedy you see all these other people uh running at their own pace and don't get me wrong i'm sure somebody unfollowed me because they sure. think i'm ahead of them you know what i mean it's a very valid point so i get that we're only showing like that one or two highlights of the day and we're just you know angling it in the way that makes us look great but it, it has its reverse effect because now i gotta you know i know the truth of where i'm at and it's probably right. An, an average of my highs and my lows, but then I look at these other people and I just think, oh, they're all winning marathons, not like the shitty days where they're you know crying in their car. I think that we, if the moment that we start comparing our careers to other people's, that's where it kind of takes a downward spiral, though, for you personally. For sure. So, for sure. so perhaps changing your perspective on it might help. I do the date thing, where I'll look at how old someone is. Oh, Scott Eastwood, 32? Oh, I'm 32. <laughs> the fuck? No, I know what you mean. And it's a daily... I have to I have to daily tell myself, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't worry. You know what I mean? I have to con- I have to continuously do that. And But realize, all right, I'm, I, you know, if I'm bored at work, maybe scrolling through Instagram is not the thing to do. Well, that's for sure. And, I mean, or, and try to limit how, how often I do it. I mentioned earlier this year that I finally got my phone out of bed. You know? <laughs> you know, I got my phone out of bed. Holy shit, what a difference. But it's starting to creep back in. That phone's got legs. It'll just walk yeah. back in the bed on its own. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like you say you're going to sleep, but then it's like, JK, like in an hour, I will. Because yeah. you're just in bed just looking at your phone. Processing crazy things. And it's so unnecessary. But at the same time, it's so unavoidable. And I think that that's part of the problem with so many things today when it comes to, as you're saying, in terms of like comparing your career to someone else's because you're con- it's constantly in your face. Yeah. And then, of course, seeing like how people are having success personally, like they're getting married or they're having a child. And it's like, how does that make you feel um, emotionally, but also as like an artist? And it's like you then take this fall into this rabbit hole. It's depressing. Do you think do you do you have that worry about the, the biological clock? That, 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 I don't think men. I mean, it's a it's a woman, you know, have the majority of the burden to i think i've just accepted the fact that if i'm supposed to get pregnant i will when it's supposed to happen yeah in a treehouse yeah uh you know unplanned (laughs) exactly yeah it's um (laughs) not because i I just you know my girlfriend's at that age where 
you know, she's like, well, I do want to have a kid eventually. And I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. And I'm not against it, but I'm just like, let's not, you know, like it, 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 it'll probably happen faster than we think when it, when we're ready. Mm -hmm. But, um, but, but when, when, when I look at my career with that sort of like almost anxiety, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. I wonder if people in their own situations look at finding a husband, finding a wife, getting, having a kid, all those little things. Like there are all these, it's like a checklist. It's a checklist. And I hate to call it that, but you know, especially, um, and you grew up religious, right? You had Catholic. uh, That counts. And I grew up Jewish. I mean, we had, um, there was, there was religion, there's values, there's morals, there's things instilled into your life where it's like, these are the things that you work to do or you you're working towards having and attaining in your life um i personally am at the point in my life where if it's meant to happen it will happen but i know for a fact for me personally that i'm focused on getting this baby this career baby off yeah. the ground first you know and also i don't want to bring another life into this world oh my gosh when i'm not ready for it here's my thought the whole country the whole world what mm-hmm. if we all what if we all agreed let's take five years off from having kids or let's just or like once every three years just something to slow down the population increase mm. and just give people a chance to you know drive down the highway and not have a five-hour traffic jam. Like, let's just slowly just chill. But, like, when China does it, it's like, ah, oh, these crazy communists, like, <laughs> you know? But I'm like, actually, it's a pretty okay idea. Like, we can probably do okay with thinning out the population because it's going to happen one way or another. I mean, people are born, people die, you know? I, it's a continuous thing. I wouldn't say, that, like, holding off on babies for a little bit. But listen period. to this. <laughs> this is someone not what the podcast is about. Did you know, and I heard this, again, fact check me, someone who's listening, there are more people alive today than have ever died. Did I, did I also mention this before? Anyway, it's a weird stat. Okay. Than have ever died in the history of the world. That's just, anyway. I won't be able to sleep tonight now because of that fact. And That's then here wild. we are in LA, you look out the window and it's like you can see half of them. They're all out there. But mm-hmm. anyway, so you, 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 so you, you, Said you lied and said you gave a blowjob. <laughs> back to circling yeah, back, circle back. jerking back to the blowjob. <laughs> I want to start back there because because th- this is what happens even in our comedy community is that you impress one gender and the other <laughs> one hates you. Yep, that happens a lot. Yeah, you like, you like this happened. So I don't want to. Br- I can't bring back the whole like I said this, she said this. But I started in an actual war online accidentally yeah, this yeah. weekend. I heard about this, that. Yeah. Crazy. It wasn't my yeah. status. I was uh-huh. just agreeing with the guy. Uh-huh. It started a gender war. Yeah. I've never had more people call me, message me that were afraid to even comment. And all I said was, I think that women have an easier time getting stage time than men. And it's the only thing that women have an advantage on in the world, basically. And I know that's probably not true, but there, but my point was just that you like women, do, like I'll never understand what women have to go through. And all the adversities and things that aren't even mentioned, all the emotional labor and dealing with dudes and get being hit on constantly. And again, th- that stage time comes with a price. 90% of the dudes that are, or maybe not that high, but a good percentage of bookers are only putting women on stage because they want to at least have the chance to flirt with them. And I know that because I've, I've produced sketches, directed, written, acted, booked shows, and it is totally a factor on a primal level, even when you have a girlfriend and you're not going to cheat on your girlfriend. It's just like a primal thing where we're like, oh, like we want to be surrounded by women like the Donald Trumps of the world that are just like psychos. Just get me a model agency and bring them all to my party. Mm. 
It's just a way. It's just this kind of horrible way that men are programmed. And I'm not in denial of it. I just think we have to like at least agree on that before we can start like figuring out the solution. Do you know what I mean? So you're saying that men need to be uh, open and honest about the fact that they are offering stage time to women as a way to be able to get to know them better or Well, get, I don't think I don't or, think anyone should be forced to to say like that that's their that's their No, of position. course not. But I think I think subconsciously a lot of hiring in businesses and stuff traditionally has gone to women who like men feel attracted to. And that's not and that's not I don't think that's how it should be. I just think we need no, to be a little should. honest and say there is, I mean, it might not be a hundred percent of the time, but, uh, tr- like if you've got, you know what I mean? Like the charm and the, the looks guys are going to be like, wow, that one's more pleasant to hang out with. And I know that sounds horrible to say, but like, but by, but even, by even kind of like starting that conversation, I got shunned, shamed, shot down so fast. And I was like, I'm not going to have this fight with strangers online. Yeah, you can't. Cause I'm then not. that's going to become and the people I knew. Fucking- People that I, women that I knew, only only one or two that I knew, and I've always been nice to, kind of were like, dude, fuck that moron, like talking shit to me. And I was like, wow, we didn't even have a discussion yet. I know, I know, I blindly kind of threw out some like gender I- issue that I it, see. But- it was like it was it was something that stir up a lot of different emotions because it's you know listen we're living through the me too and times up movement and it's like people are afraid to say or do anything without being you know called out for it or whatnot you literally put yourself out there and made a comment and yeah, yeah, totally. but that also spiked up conversation and also kind of it became a race war <laughs> I was out. I was out by the race war time, but I mean, hundreds it's crazy. of comments later, it became. And this isn't some crazy like BuzzFeed article where it's a bunch of strangers. Right. These are all comedians in the comedy community. Yeah, uh, we, we don't all know each other, but we all are on the same shows, and it's like a. Of course, it's, like a, it's, a, it's basically like the size of a high school, but uh-huh. larger than a high school. Yeah, but yeah, the whole the whole thing was shocking to me because I was like, whoa! So she screen grabbed someone, screen grabbed what I right, said, and right. put it on her page, and, and I was shamed. And I and, and the shaming process is in- interesting because I've never been shamed. before. <laughs> Take us through it, would you? Well, no, no I'm kidding. Uh, no, my, my point is that I'm learning what women are going through through my yeah. own. Through, but like, I don't think an eye for an eye makes this any easier for people. I agree because all these men were were privately messaging and calling me. Guy, some guys I knew, some I didn't, and and then they were like, "Oh, all the you, all you cronies are teaming up," and I'm like, "I don't even know these guys." I just yeah. feel like they see how quickly that escalated, and that shouldn't maybe that shouldn't be the way it's done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. I like I, I cannot have this conversation with Tasha. People have listened. She she will interrupt me till the cows come home, and not it, like it. It is not productive. Like she didn't even read the thread and took the other person's side. It's just a natural. Like she's and and I and I get that that honest feeling that women are, have dealt with, have tried to like have this issue they've had to deal with where men men will say women aren't funny, which is totally not m- true not true at all. We're all identically funny uh-huh. when we tap into what you know is funny you know what i mean we're all As have an individual same, yeah you know, every ethnicity you know and just different clumps of people you know have what's funny to them i think new englander i think bostonians are funny i think it's because i think it's because catholics are so fucked up mm. i think Jew- jewish people are funny because they're fucked up black canadians are deal with the cold like they're fucking funny people sure and here's and you're you're saying it funny people like i Going back to the, the, what your your comment and everything, um, I think the the biggest problem is that people are not judging people based on their meter of funny, 
and that's what you should. I mean, we're comedians. What's our job? To be funny. That's what you should be judging it off of. Not gender, not race, not religious background. Like, that's when it becomes an issue. Right. And I think as comedians, like, this is, we're literally here to be ourselves and our truest selves, the truest form of ourselves. And you're either funny or you're not. And that's how you should be, you know, booking people. Like, especially me personally, like, whenever I'm booking comedians for Wake and Bake, sure, I'll book some friends, but at the same time, like, I book you because I think you're funny or I saw you somewhere and I want to see you on my stage, you know, and it's our stage, obviously. But um, I just people forget like you have to be funny. You're in the funny business, you know, do you feel like um, I mean, like what's your state of the union for comedy right now as a female in terms of the stage? It's it's easy for you to say you just book funny. But as as a comedian who who's trying to get on other people's uh stages, what I mean, how do you see it all happening? So um, for me personally, I'm sorry, not not to interrupt, but you are you're single right now, right? Yeah. Okay, so that must be different on how bookers and guys talk to you. Sure. I mean, I think for the most part, when comics know someone's in a relationship, they're kind of like they'll back off a little bit. I mean, are guys doing the cliche like, "Hey, we should write together" type of thing? Oh, for sure, I've gotten plenty of that. But that's our industry is like, let's go hang out and get a coffee. But but Mm -hmm. it's it's. And, and with, with Tasha, when we started dating, she she didn't know I was even trying to ask her out because I wasn't like, hey, I'd like to take you on a date. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I got to that, freaked her out. But at first, it was like, <laughs> hey, come to a show. Let's hang. Don't right, right, right. And she's like, what if, are we friends? What are we doing? Yeah. And, and, and you know, with comedians, like, oh, that's right. And the next thing you know, the guy's trying to like, oh, yeah, we should have some drinks. And it's like, right. we're, just, we're just slimy. We're slimy. Trying to get in. Trying, and we're also trying not to get in. We're trying to slide in. Uh-huh. We're trying not to get rejected. That's the truth. It's not yeah, right. No Men listening, it's not, it's not right. It's less balls to, to be like, oh, like we should do the No, if you want to meet up for drinks after work, you know, make it known what you're, what you're actually asking. People aren't direct these days. Right. They need to be more direct, I feel. So if you want something, I mean, I get that there's a way to like, you know, be cool and suave about it. But at the same time, don't beat around the bush. Just say what you want, be direct. And like, you know, if it's not, it request can be accepted or declined, you know, <laughs> it's really, um, I guess it's just that people, I don't know. I, uh, I think that there's people who are more aggressive than others. Some people that know more than others, obviously that's how it goes. But for me personally, when it comes to like stage time, I'm, I'm going out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shows. I'm meeting bookers. I'm, I'm, I'm networking. I, I, I'm going around and getting a pulse on what's happening. So when it comes to getting stage time, you know, I reach out to people. I, because they're not going to reach out to you. I mean, they, they will maybe. That's the thing though. You can't like, I feel like I get so many requests on Facebook from comedians and like I've heard of them or I haven't. And it's like, if you're, if you're hitting me up, also send a message, like introduce yourself at least. For sure. I, that's one of the things that bugs me the most when it comes to actually booking the show. It's, it's, it's interesting to see what people want or what people think or expect. There's a super crazy sense of entitlement with a lot of people too. I mean, you could book a show with all headliners, yeah. you know, because LA is full of so much talent. There's so much that lives here that tours mm-hmm. the road that, yeah, it's, it's, very humbling for new people to come in and go, no, no, I've been doing four years in Ohio. And it goes, yeah, okay, well, there's 15-year vets here that are yeah. asking for the same stage. 
and we're sharing the same stage, but it's like the the population of comedians has just spiked up. It's crazy. Like I was having this conversation with Rich Slayton last night. We were driving back from. He's San Diego. a guy that came up to me on a show, and I've never talked to him before. And he uh-huh. goes, "Dude, you're starting wars." Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was nice. He was like, "Oh, good for you on what I mean, how you handled it." Not that I want praise, but man, but that's so I like, funny. Oh, no. I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." Like, I, yeah. like, I don't feel like a piece of shit. Like I'm, you know. I mean, listen. Everyone's gonna have their own opinion about the thing you started something and hey kudos to you you, you kind of spike something as well you know but it sparks up interest in conversation i started a, a fire but i had the extinguisher and I, and I just was like i'm putting this out mm-hmm. i don't care how long it takes yeah. i'm putting this fire out you have to a day you, and a half. yeah well on my shit. end and then it kept going but Good I at least, grief part of me putting the fire out was just turning my notifications off sure that's fair <laughs> like, that's fair right. i mean uh, but you you like when you say something like that people are going to react and respond and like you get to know people in their true colors too you know what i mean that's the thing is like i get that there's all female comedy festivals there's one happening right now i get that there's voices for diversity i get all that my point wasn't to make it was just to be like hey that's just you know biologically speaking or just on a gen like when you're talking about sex and sex appeal and natural instincts men and women attraction well with with attraction we're not in today's world we're not supposed to use the terms that are like you're not supposed to even say like talk about genders and it's like mm. men and women are equal but they're so fucking different so they're different. so fucking different yeah. this girl i'm in a writing group with she she broke up with her last writing partner because there were these two women that couldn't get along and now she's with me and this other guy and we let her just spit vitriol at us <laughs> when she needs to yeah my girlfriend today like I mean, if I talk to her the way she talks to me sometimes, and it's like, I get she's got a lot on her mind. She's stressed. And I'm not saying all women can't handle it. I'm just saying we're different. And like the way men process emotions is not the same as women. And I've been called on a couple of episodes ago, told I have a very feminine energy. I mean, I'll cry watching a sunset. I will watch like a dog video online and be in tears. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm happy to hear you're in touch with your emotional side, though. That's good. Oh, my gosh. I can't can't run away. People listening go, oh, yeah, he's in touch already. I'm (laughs) super pathetic. But I love it. And I think I also don't get sick. I don't get like, Ill. I'm not like, oh, bottled up. Like some yeah. people are always just, it's like, what is that doing to the insides if you can't at least express your honest truth? But in today's world, it's like, look, uh, with, with, with trying to get laid on the very primal thing of just trying to uh-huh. get laid, uh-huh. men will use whatever they have. Yeah. In New York, it'll be your business card. <laughs> if you're like a stock market bro. In LA, it'll be money. your headshot. It's your headshot yeah. if you're a casting yeah. pr- uh, director. <laughs> I mean, it's it's whatever you have. Right. And it might be that you run a, the, the hottest comedy show in town. You know what I mean? And it might be that you're Weinstein and you're a fucking psycho. I mean, there's yeah. there's different levels of what it is, whereas Louis C.K. can invite people up to his room and jerk off. Not not that it's right. It's not. But that was that was his move. Everyone's right. got their move. Yeah. I've, I've totally cast girls and sketches and then we ended up you know hooking up mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like it's position, like a gateway to position of power i was in a position of power see there you go you're you're saying the word power a position of power when you hold power you feel like you have entitlement you feel like you can run shit like you could do whatever you want at your own discretion on your own terms have you ever dated a guy that didn't have power no i mean like ever it's just different like the power might be that you're a yeah like play a beautiful guitar and you might be poor as fuck, but that power is that you've got a talent. Yeah, so a we, command. I, I know it, when we, we, we call it power, which is what it is. It's, it's control over a situation, mm-hmm. and it's a, night, it's a nightclub 
booker or whatever. And like Tasha, so Tasha's away in Mexico for the weekend um, with uh, with uh, like a photography blog called Arsenic. Awesome. They, they're all like just chicks, and and they all they all you know they go to events and things like that. And it's um it's I told her to, it's it's one of those things. It's she literally loses money by going. I mean they they take care of her, but not the way she would if she was in town, like you know doing her own hmm. thing. But she but she's sort part of that currency of going to Mexico and going to these you know, this Bud Light um, warehouse yeah. event that they're throwing. It's for is that she's going to have to, yeah, but it's also the currency that she's going to have to be there till 3 a.m. Mm. And she's an introvert who's in bed by like nine. Yeah. 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 So, so she has to, she knows that when she agrees to do these things, there's a promoter there that's, you know, like they're not giving you bottle service. So you'll sit in the back corner, just drinking vodka. They're giving girls bottle service so that like guys will pay twice as much to mingle with them. It's all like, it's all just this primitive thing. Yet, we're trying to argue whether or not men, how men should approach women, and I think we just need to acknowledge there's a healthy way to have that power. Yes, very true. Because Absolutely. women have power too. It's not like yeah, of the, course they've gained a lot of power too, especially you know. <laughs> it's just that the, it's just that the currency that men what men want isn't necessarily a girl who's high up in her company. It's just not. You know what I mean? So, so with the woman's power is more her physical to start appearance, and then her charisma, her ability. That sounds horrible to even say, but do you know what I mean? Like that to the guy, that's what he, the guy wants. So, wait, I'm a little confused. Do you think that men are attracted to that, or no? I think men are more attracted physically to to phys- physicality and youth, and women are more attracted to positions in society, which is uh, you know also known as power. Okay, so you're saying then the like a woman who's powerful who is successful um has her shit together uh would intimidate a man intimidate i would say it could intimidate a type of guy i think a confident guy wouldn't intimidate them but i don't think that's what the guys are necessarily looking for so okay so there by the way is where i feel there's become such a problem when it comes to dating because you you have men and women who um, jump in the sack relatively quickly based upon you know physical attraction and physical beauty, and that right there is a problem. Um, Tinder culture, yeah, it's all based on that. Yeah, and, and that'll get you laid. But what? Yeah, there's no. Well, yes and no. I mean, yes, it'll get you laid. But then, what are you looking for long term? Are you looking for? I think that because instant gratification is filled so quickly, sometimes the thought of long term or longevity of a relationship doesn't is not allowed to come into play because it's like you're you're getting that void filled quickly and are not thinking about the other stuff long term um but i mean and everyone's different obviously but i think at least speaking from a, a female perspective um there's something to be said about being bored with like you know the constant hookup like i love using this um the more people that you're sleeping with, it's like it's diluting intimacy. And I think that that right there is a big problem because especially if you if you want to settle down, you want to have a, a wife and kids or a husband and kids, you need to start acting like that. You know, you have to be able to portray behavior in the way that's going to get you closer to that. Um, because if you're not changing that behavior, how are you going to get to what you are wanting if right. you do want that? So... I just I think that there's 
like I'm I'm not online dating. I haven't been online dating for a long time and I haven't been dating either. I've just been focusing on my career and, and friends and family and, and myself. Um, I think there's the quality of dating has been diluted as well over the course of time. I, I mean, I met my ex-boyfriend on OkCupid and that was four and a, I'm sorry, uh, six and a half years ago. How long did you date for Four and a half years. I actually just celebrated my two-year anniversary of being single. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's the old sex in the city thing. Yeah. However many years. What is it? However many years you dated, it's half, half that of that time. time. So okay, I'm good so to go, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm on the market, everybody. I mean, I've been on the market. I'm not <laughs> trying to promote dudes, myself. So. It's ridiculous. Hey, come to her show. Yeah. Uh, we'll get some audience there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I'll, I, I, for one, do not um, uh, want to peddle relationships onto anybody. You know what I mean? And I'm at my, I'm at, this is, this is four years into mine. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't even come close. I've never really been in a relationship before this. Before this one. Right. Um, So everything is kind of new to me. Mm -hmm. But I've also had to realize that Tasha's, she's a human as well. So we both have to, we're both figuring stuff out. Like, it's not like she knows everything about guys and I'm, and I'm learning it. You know what I mean? Like we've had to both be like, Oh, just cause you're doing it your way doesn't make it right. And my way is not right. But at least what we've learned is how to communicate. Well, our that's differences. Good. That's important. I mean, it's, okay. a str- it's, a da- it's a daily struggle. So I have two questions. First sure. of all, when did you guys meet? How old were both of you? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, we met about seven or eight years ago. We met uh, three or four years before. I'm good. Three or four years before we dated. Okay. So we, we didn't really get to know each other, but we kind of met. Uh, okay. So what, you started dating, though, at how old? Um, mid to late 20s. Okay. So I think that, uh, like, so 25, 26, 27 I think is... I was 28 when we started dating. Okay, later. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like at that point in your later 20s, you've kind of already... Like, you're at that point where, like, you're starting to kind of figure things out a little I, bit more. I feel like I'm on the... I was on the early end of... Like, I, I felt like I, I was so single my whole life mm. that I got about 15 years of dating mm-hmm. or hooking up with girls in, like, an eight-year span. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I really yeah. feel like I double-timed it because I okay. was so single. Right. Got it. Okay. So you were ready for a relationship. I think so. I mean, well, but yeah. I'll, I'll always be like, when we started dating, I was like, fuck, man, I'm miss Like, I I can love this girl and be into her and everything, but also feel like I'm missing out on the single life. Hmm. I still do. I still do. And and it's more of, of a lifestyle, you know, like, you know, going, coming home when I want to, waking up when I want to, jerking off when I want to. Right. It's Being just a, it's just to a, do you yeah. and your time and, and not have another person or another partner play into that i mean was that something that you when you got out of your relationship you were like fuck yeah like was it was it uh, an immediate like happiness or did did you have to like ease back into that single life um the transition was it was okay it was um i think because that shortly after that i re re got back into stand-up like i had been into i had been slowly trickling back into it but it was like right after that breakup i was like on uh, it was another level for me so i think i quickly took back to the singledom because it's like i I quickly found that love again then you're on stage just being like i'm single bitches and then the dudes are like oh fuck that's right yeah nah (laughs) i mean i also i don't try to i don't actively say i'm single in my set like i i feel like that's more i you can 
only use it if it's like going to lead to something that's funny, but otherwise it's like, I don't need to state that fact. I don't feel like I need to. And that's the other thing. Like I'm not openly like shouting out, Hey everybody, I'm single. Like I'm, I want it all. Give me dick. You know, I, I sounded like an old grandma. I am an old grandma. I just give me the dick. Pray for it. Uh, Give me that dick as I wheel my wheelchair (laughs) myself over. Some guy will do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But are they hitting on you after shows? Are you turning the dick down or are you just kind of like letting life happen to you? Here's the thing. Um, we're turning the dick down. (laughs) That is phenomenal. We need to use that somehow. Uh, yeah, yo dick too hot. I'm going to turn that dick I'm down. So or it's too cold. For how I speak. I can't help it. There's I, no I don't need know if to I'm be rude or what. I just don't. I'm questioning everything. Yeah, I, I called my lady chick and I got bashed for that. By the way, I noticed that I, I didn't say anything about that, but you you certainly. I mean, hit hit me with it. I think that there's uh yeah well you're uneducated <laughs> and uh you 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 you're you're making loose generalizations. Turning the dick down. Yeah, you're turning the dick down. Uh, the dick is metaphor also for information. I uh, wish that would go viral and you had to write a book on it called like Tim Louise on turning the dick down. <laughs> it's like the women love you. Oh, I turn mean, it down. I mean, I really have started another movement. Yeah. Turn the hashtag turn the dick down. <laughs> turn the dick right down. <laughs> so. So good. Uh, yeah, uh, hit me with it, as we were saying, no, I'm, I'm I would be so insecure, but I'm no, not. no, no. There's nothing. I mean, I think it's awareness, like you know, making knowing what it is that you're saying and how it's going to affect people. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, when you do it, then it's like, oh, now you see what happens. And like, I, listen, I get scared to voice my opinion at times too. Don't get me wrong. Do you want I just, a guy? You don't want a guy to call you his chick. Like, don't you want to? I, I, I think, feel like with women, or I think with women, like my girlfriend wants me to grab her ass. She wants to know that she's my girl. Hell yeah! But at the same time, I think all women don't want their ass grabbed. But I think you know what I mean. It's like with like I think she I think she's okay with me being like my 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 babe, my lady, my chick. Which one of those can I use? My babe's probably okay. I, That's kind of weird. Babe is always so. But my lady, my lady sounds almost my like woman calling you know my woman, my okay? woman. My girl, I can't say girl. My girl, you know what I mean? It's like we just we're just My moving. Gal. Aren't we just moving <laughs> the the goalposts here? Interesting. Well, yeah. Which happens? They, well, they, they said like floozy used to be an insult. Now it's like oh, someone's a floozy. Like it's not a big deal. It's like I, tell I, me. I think part of the other problem, especially with the movements that have been happening with women, it's like every woman is different, and we're collectively being like we're. It's like we're being collectively put together on every woman's opinion and and feeling is the same that's, that's not a great true point. that's probably the strongest thank you i mean point that that you're right it's a it's, wave it's half the population and 51%. they and people are going towards it i mean do you remember the day on facebook i can't wait for this to pop up in my memory for this was one year ago when everyone was sharing their me too stories yeah I mean, it's a fucking wave. People see it. They latch onto it. They go with it because that's what a movement is. And I think part of the biggest problem is that people are making assumptions or generalizations saying, well, this is how you are. This is how you feel because this is what's going on. But no, that's not true. Every woman's different. Every man is different. Are you okay with bro pleasers? Um, Because that's something a lot of women are kind of against the, the those within the gender that are um you know like Irina 
who was on my podcast a few months ago, Irina Skaya, she, she, you know, part of the argument was like people saying, oh, you're just siding with the guys because they appreciate, they like you because you're kind of sticking up for them. Um, I know her whole stance and everything. Mine's different in the, in the sense that I just, I genuinely like people. I, I'm always like, I enjoy getting to know people. And I don't judge people based on their gender, their race, their their heritage, anything. I like to keep an open mind. So for me, I I have an opinion about things. I but I don't I don't side because of this and that. Like I, you, you just don't assume you're right or, or wrong. Or wrong. <laughs> I just I that's I just, what it is. It's like you can't assume either. That girl, that girl who like put me in my place. I was like, yeah, I, I believe you. I be- I believe you're right. Uh huh. And, and all that, and I, I, you can look. I mean, ten times in a row, it's like, look, I, I believe you. You're right. I was talking out of my ass. Totally. Yeah, and like, that's a lot of times what happens too is that we don't know what we're doing or saying, but we just do it. I, I also believe what I said is true. Okay. I do factually. I do believe it, but, I, but I also believe that I have no idea what what women go through to get stage time. So you know what I mean? Like, but they also don't know what I go through, and I'm not. And the problem is, is I'm not trying to make it a. Uh, it's tough on the white man thing. I'm not, but even by saying that, it sounds like I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like you, you, you look like you start a comedy festival. You know, my 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 old roommate, my buddy runs a comedy festival, and he's like, dude, don't don't apply, save your money, just mm-hmm. don't do it, because there's fifty for every there's fifty. I mean, there's fifty white males for every one, or two fifty for every one that they can accept. And it's just the fact that by numbers, there's so many of us collectively. I get it; mm. we are crushing the market, but individually, it's very difficult to get stage time. Mm-hmm. That's all. But like, that's something that either didn't come across, or or they don't care to hear about. And this—that's part of the problem. I'm not a Trump guy, but that's right. part of the reason why he's president. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. that like people are just shutting down others' voices rather than just having the conversation? I. You know, you, you you mentioned don't clump all, all women together, and that's something I think is so valuable, important because there's so many like black women or white men. They're like uh, they don't speak for me. Mm-hmm. Th- their experiences are different. There's plenty of conservative women that are pro-Trump that go, you know what? I think you know I think he's a good guy for these reasons, and that sounds crazy to us, and it probably is crazy, but that's an that's a kind of like a broad example. I think that circling back to Trump and the reason why he's in office, a lot of it comes back to power and the false sense of power. And that seeing that he's the leader of our country is just, I think, a huge fucking reason as to why there's such senses of entitlement and power and hatred and anger. And But like, fucking love each other too man like not to do it like it's easy to love those that we know but you see when people don't know each other how how that instant hate comes out like we project the the enemy it should that's what the internet's doing and it's getting us out of our 200 person tribe and into this shit spewing world and then the second we personify things like this troll that i had to deal with a couple years ago i was like dude tasha and i you know my car's got a check engine light on we're going to the we got to go to the mechanic today just so you know while you're talking shit to me like i'm a piece of shit who doesn't deserve to live like i i I got my my check engine light comes on too bro like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and i and i try to personify things just just to be like look I know like whatever you decided to be mad at, like I'm not all of your issues. I'm not every, I'm not every white dude that says, Oh, white guys have it hard too. I'm just me. Who's trying to pay my bills. Everyone has their own shit in their own life. And people don't 
think about that or acknowledge that people are too sucked into their own worlds because yeah. we're all trying to figure our shit out. That's why I'll, I'll always invite someone onto the podcast. I got a lot of shit for Irina being on. I got a lot of shit, and I go, I go. I don't think she's as bad as some people think. I think she's got her points of view. Maybe it benefits her career because she because she's so pro free speech. But doesn't she come from a place in this world where she's allowed to say that? And in, maybe not on a universe at a university. Maybe maybe she's not. And the only reason she's not affected by that is because she's not at that level of fame. But if she was, if Amy Schumer said what she says, it would it would be game over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, it's like, aren't the comedians supposed to be, we say, oh, yeah, our job is to be funny, but isn't it our job to also be authentic and real? Uh-huh. And you know, you might be a comic that is just irreverent and, and has stupid humor, which is totally fine too. But if, if you're trying to tell the truth, you know, but there's ad, ad dollars attached to it, it's like, what are you doing? I mean, I guarantee if I had something worth losing that people would have tried to take that from me. And they're in, in the, in, in, to speak their truth, people are forced into these Patreon accounts. Mm. Owen Benjamin, for a lot of reasons, pushes mm-hmm. the pushes the line. Yep. I know he called that Parkland kid a fag. Like mm-hmm. he pushes the line, not agreeing with what he does. But ten thousand dollars a month goes to his Patreon account right now because he's because he got de- deactivated from Twitter and he can't talk again. I'm not promoting hate speech. Nothing I do on my podcast promotes hate speech. That's a thing that annoys me. It's like. I, I love hearing what women have to say mm-hmm. because I, I will say things sometimes that's off color and not realize it because I do play it in a baseball league with all dudes. And once we get talking, fuck, man, it's, it's meant for left field. That's it's meant where for, all this comes from. That's like, <laughs> that makes fraternity. sense. I mean, I've done everything. I can tell. I, I mean, it's like shots fired left, right. And it's like, you can be a loose cannon, but like, I'm not, I, I that's great. I accept you for who you are. I think it's great. I enjoy but what it. What shots am I firing though, other than destructive just, ones and burning burning well, dreams and, and I people's feelings. That status that status wasn't meant to inflame and I understand that hmm. it did. I totally understand that it did. Yeah. Um so like I admit to that. I think the lesson I learned is don't argue with strangers. Don't post things in a public place because uh because I do believe I, I do believe that we all have our different struggles. Anyway, yeah. so but but I'm not I don't know. I mean, I think guys naturally are the types to you know not you know, Donald Trump ruined the term locker room talk because that's like nuts that wasn't locker room talk. <laughs> but guys do kiss and tell and talk to their buddies and not not to like slut shame, but just be like you know we're just we're just gossip queens. Like I think I uh, and again not to put the whole, all gender and you know that way, but. It's part of like our ranking, like ranking like dogs will will fight to see who the alpha is. Sure, absolutely. And dudes, it, you know, it goes so back to like, that competition, that competitive aspect. Yeah, of everything. But I'm not competitive with. I've never really been been competitive with um, the dating world. You haven't had to be at least for, not for the last four or five years. Yeah. Fair. Well, the I, also, I guess the 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 competition has changed too. No being, shit. Being able to provide for my girlfriend versus other dudes who who um like i like I, there's like a false competition that are there because even though we're together and even if we we do get married i'm still gonna feel like i need to up my game so because of the business that you are in uh versus what tasha's line of business is. i think it would happen if i was in a different business i would still want to have this alpha sense uh-huh. that doesn't mean i have to be like rise the ranks 
But I'd, I'd have to have this sort of thing I'm proud of that's like mine. So let me ask you this. Do you feel that the alpha male uh, sense has been a little bit deteriorated due to the rise in power of women? No, and I know where you're going. Okay. Um, I, I've totally been educated on... Uh, I don't I don't have the words verbatim, but the idea that the lack, you know, by giving other people uh, their rights, it feels like you're losing yours. Mm. I have all my rights. Yeah. I have... Uh, of course. In Chicago this Wednesday, the 20th, I've mm-hmm. got all all of that and i and i want nothing more than my girlfriend to be successful Absolutely. and my mom my mom's running my dad's business now and and it's like, like oh, i'm so fucking happy they're in cuba for the week they're That's on vacation amazing. so i fucking yeah. love it she never took a vacation she was a single mom growing up she's with my stepdad now but like i love my my fr- close friends heather Terman. find out i'm i'm all promoting her kickstarter and mm-hmm. super like i my friends i i, I want everyone to succeed um, my competition is, is sort of like that voice in the back of my head when I'm running a race, like, don't let this guy behind me pass you. And, um, mm. and I think that's what gets us to do crazy things and not be some couch potato. Yeah. When, it's when what I'm helps not, motivate us. When I'm not losing my shit over it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm losing my shit over that, that false competition when I'm online. That's not fair. But the idea like, uh, like, you know get out there and hustle and, 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 re- and reward yourself and take a day off, but get out there. That's worth it. Work ethic. I learned from my mom mm-hmm. as a single mom working in sales. Mm-hmm. And while, while I love to be hugged, she couldn't be there all the time to do that. She had to provide for us as a single mom. Right. I mean, she was fucking amazing. And now the reward that she has is that she's kind of built a family around that, uh, that work ethic. And she, she moms run a business. My yeah. mom runs a business. She's like, I will call you what back at it? nine tomorrow. No, I'm just saying like the act of momming. Got it. Like she, she's, she <laughs> takes care of everything. Right. Cause down here, that's a business as it's well. It's a business. <laughs> you got a factory. You yeah. got a baby making factory. Exactly. And exactly. you are the uh, chief in charge. But, sure are. But so, so to answer your question, I, I, I mean, I understand, I understand that even if I say I'm not threatened by women, that they're, that, that, that's not always accurate. Like, I understand that if I say I'm not, I don't want someone else's success and all these things, like, I'm, uh, I'm kind of uh, speaking on both sides. Like, well, who knows? But I do want everyone to have equal chance at whatever they pursue in life. I agree. I just, the alarming thing I learned was I think society right now is using shame to silence others. <sighs> I know. And it sucks. Shame's weird. Okay, so we've talked a lot about shame on this podcast. I mean, what's your kind of... I just realized that women, like slut-shaming, that's something, if I can't relate to that because guys get to high-five after, even if we didn't hook up Mm. with a girl. Everyone thinks she did. I've walked home from, you know, whatever. But (laughs) I've walked home from, like, the dorms, and my buddy drives by and high-fives me. Good job, man. We right. heard, and I'm like, right. what? Like I didn't, but <laughs> but, uh, then but they don't mean man. any harm. They're just kind of like, right. Go, good for you. But yeah. so I don't understand slut shame, but I do understand what it felt Saturday to be shamed, and that sucks. And yeah. I'm sure slut shaming is a lot worse. I'm sure getting cat calls a lot worse. So I can only use my own personal examples of, ooh, that didn't feel good because you're you're judging me on like a prejudice. You don't even know who I am, right? And that's nothing compared to um, you know a gender or a racial s- sort of prejudice. I think you got shamed, like you, I, for sure. And but shaming someone else, especially on another, on like a, an internet platform, like that, 
is going to affect you, undoubtedly so. So you can say that you've been shamed, like you understand that. I think shame doesn't matter what gender you are, who you are. Shaming is shaming, to be shamed for something that you said. So I feel like that is one of the biggest things that has just kind of taken off now, especially with the hatred that's going on around us, is that it's like the moment you say something that affects us negatively, no, bad dog, like bad, you're get out of here, you know, go sit in the corner, take a time out, lay down. <laughs> and you just, you, where's the love again? Like I keep bringing the love back yeah. and it's like, I think part of the problem is that there's so much anger and so much built up hatred and it's like people are ready to just fire off because they're just a ticking time bomb. Like people are being triggered due to things that they have essentially like a, uh, like a, a lens over their eyes. Also that, without real context. That's, you don't, you don't yeah, see many people, people on podcasts that get taken out of... Um, <sighs> Yeah, you're physically hurt. By I'm just of, like, as like you can it read stressed things. me out suddenly. I'm sorry. Like, no, you don't have to apologize. This <laughs> is a very stressed yeah. Out. No, I'll chill I and smoke again. But like, <laughs> no, it's uh, I. Hey, listen, good vibes all around. I'm all about good energy. That's how I roll. That's why it's the 420 <laughs> the podcast. World, you have to deal with the fact that not everyone yeah. has that love. Yeah, and that's that's something that I I it's, feel like I have to bring like me personally i feel like it's part of who i am and what i do and that's why i i don't want to say i preach it but <laughs> i just i share it how do you what what do you do to screen yourself from the bad comments which by the way i commented on your podcast all five stars um, Thank it's, you very i'll, I'll much. give you a plug right now because in case people tune out it's called wake and bake podcast go leave her a review which will be and subscribe those both the subscription and the review help out uh, get your boosting up in the order. Thank it's so you. important. Thank you. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, so I, I, I just left one for you. And also, the iTunes podcast app has made it way easier to leave a review. It used to be a pain in the ass. Were you the uh, the Mega A18? That, was that you, no, Mega Dude? I just did it today. You'll know. Oh. I said Dave from the SAP. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Okay, good. It's exciting. There was someone who left a review that I thought was really good. And oh, I even don't better even... that it wasn't me. So now you know that you got two new reviews. Yeah, baby. There's a website you can go to. I'll tell you after. Okay. Or an email, and they'll email you when you get a new review. Oh, cool. Just so you don't All have to like, scroll like an idiot and look. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's hmm. it's like it's it's good to get that affirmation. Everyone knows I like affirmations. But draining the well is just as fast when it's a, a critique. And mm-hmm. I can, I, I've been coached my whole life. I can take a, criti- a critique. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just has to be done in a way that I understand you're trying to improve me and not uh. just like knock me down. Right, right. So right. it's like, I wish I could, like, Natasha, I, you know, it's very hard when she says, like, Dave, your fucking socks are out. Like, it's very hard for me to hear it that way versus like, <laughs> me like, babe, I know that you're like scatterbrained sometimes and you've done so much. Thank you for doing the dishes, but I do know that, you know what I mean? It sounds exhausting that way, but it no. really makes a difference. You know why? Because you're communicating versus being mean and domineering. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about languages of love for a second. Please. Yeah. I I think that if you're in a relationship with a partner, it is absolutely crucial to know each other's love languages. I love that you brought this up and not me. Hell yeah, man. I I mean, it's perfect. I always harp on it. Oh, well, so... So yeah, tell me. So what... I mean, have... Do you know your languages of love? Okay, is that it? That's the most important to me. Copy that. I think I also like quality time, but not Mm -hmm. nearly as much as Tasha needs it. So all of my quality time is met by her needs. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Since it's like a shared thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, gifts, I think I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I give a lot of gifts. Mm-hmm. I have Be- been too. Because I think that, I think with Tasha, I'm like, I'll bring her, uh, I'll bring her home this thing and I'll get flowers. And if, to me, it's like, I'm, sh- I'm giving, but I, like, I'll, I'll give her random things and it's not, it, it doesn't have to, it doesn't matter what they're worth because it's the thought of it. I don't know if, she, if that fills her well up at all. Hmm. I think flowers, there's always, there's always an appreciation for gifts, but I don't know if sometimes she appreciates it as much as I appreciate giving it. Uh-huh. What other love languages? What am so, I missing? So, uh, words of affirmation, quality, time, physical. Physical touch Didn't, is big. Yeah. Uh, um, the gifts and then... Um, physical touch is the hardest for both of us. Really? Yeah. Why? We both want to be touched. Why is that hard? Um, because we both want to be touched and not so touch not give each other. But uh-huh. I think, I think for Tasha, she's a little bit of a germaphobe. Um, <laughs> we, we talk about this all the time. It feels like I'm shit talking, but we talk about it all the time. I don't think she, um, I think she has to be in the right state of mind to touch me. Interesting. Not, not like saying she's like, ah, but for her to be like, uh, I'll, like my buddy Diggums, may he rest in peace. He died a few years ago. I love this guy. He would just like massage you when he saw you. <laughs> I love my buddy Gooch does that too with the fucking man mechanic hands. <laughs> they fucking, and I'm not. It's, it's like oh. uh, <laughs> I'll take one of those. Yeah, please. right. Yeah. I'm, I'm at home when that shit happens. Oh, um, we're great at hugging and kissing and things like that, but that sitting on the couch next to each other, like she won't, she won't like run her fingers through my hair. Just got yeah. a haircut, by the way. Nice. I think my yeah, hair is, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I like it. it. I keep it. Thank you. I keep it all right. It's, but it's like, perfectly. I think she's afraid to like, she won't do like a scratchy thing because she's a little bit of a germaphobe. Wow. So, so the germaphobe almost limits the the touch, but she really loves to be touched. Okay. Yeah. Do you wash your hands before you touch her? Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's it's more like a, the idea of it. And don't get me wrong, men are dirty creatures. Like if she ever like, we'll be in bed and I'll, I got like, every guy's got like a sharp toe. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, File that shit down. Wait, she's been like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> she's like, cut it. And I'm like, That's I did. so funny. It's so fu- But it's true. We all, uh-huh. like, I've literally ripped through jeans putting them on. Oh, fucking, shit, dude. You know, like, Your uh, jeans? You know, like, birds, when they come out of the shell, they have, a, like, an extra, like, thing on their beak, and they kind of peck their way out of a shell. Yeah. Guys have a toe. Fucking A. But so she sees that, and she's like, ah! I'm like I'm trying my best to be a clean person, but I think that's more her than me. But But, do do you? What what do you need in a relationship? So I physical touch. You uh, know I have them right here. Here, grab grab the jar. Yeah, for the for the people who watch on YouTube can see. So so we've got. Here we go. We've got. You you like physical touch? Well, communication actually is my number one. Uh, See, that's how we know our communication is bad is that we don't even have that on the thing. (laughs) Wait, you do. It says talk dirty to me. Talk dirty to me. I mean, there you go. That's communication. That's a form of communication. Yeah, mine. Then we've got words of affirmation, and then uh, Uh questioning monogamy is not one. Um, I think that's all of them. These, of course, are my two: physical touch and talk dirty to me. I mean, have you? Uh, I just I just hit the mic with a, a foam sperm. <laughs> I'm Ooh. gonna tell that I'm arts and crafts, everybody. I hope your phone doesn't get pregnant. Uh, could I, I have a case microphone. on it? Hey now. Hey. Um, so, uh, are you? Were, were, was your past relationship? Were you able to talk about love languages? Were, did, were you able to just realize you couldn't fill each other's well? Yeah. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. And how does that uh, happen? That you can't. I know. When someone funny. tells you what they need, because I'm not saying. I'm, I mean, I'm probably guilty of this right now. Where Tasha can literally spell it out for me, and I can tell her, "Babe, just tell me an affirmation once every other day, mm-hmm. tweet length." 
mean, <laughs> listeners will write in sexactualpodcast at gmail.com. They'll write in and be like, ah, I know you need this. And it's like, I Aww. know it sounds crazy. And it's, guys, please, whenever they do write in and give Send me an them affirmation, all the tweets. No, I always sound, I'm always like, oh, because that's the thing. I also have the Catholic like, eh, because I want her to be like, baby, rocked it up there. But I want to be like, ah, yeah. And I'll and I'll write it off. It doesn't mean I'm not soaking it in. Right. Trust me. I'm soaking it in. But I'm mm-hmm. also, I'll, I'll be humble when I'm getting the love. Sure. Because then I'm like, oh, guys, come on, chill out. And I'll, no. I'll look for, I really will. But like, I need to, but I'm also. Okay, keep look, going. Yeah, keep exactly. going. <laughs> no, stop. Continue more <laughs> louder. Let me just record this. And, um, <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, you hear a lot of times women will say, oh, you know, you uh, tell me you love me. It's like, I told you yesterday and tell me today. It's like, I'm the woman where I'm like, tell me something good. Mm-hmm. And like the other, <laughs> the other day it was, I had my shirt off and I had lost a few pounds and, uh, I was like waiting for Tasha to come out of the room, but I wasn't telling her I was waiting and I was just waiting for her to be like, Hey babe, looking <laughs> good. <laughs> and she didn't. Surprise. And I was like, babe, I'm freezing in here. I'm oh, waiting geez. to put my shirt on. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's, I, it's so I can, it, I guess, relationships end when you realize you can't give the other person the love that they need that and they can't give it to you so i four and a half years that's a long time um so we we built something that was great and then it just kind of it just started not working out you know and it it lasted for as long as it did because sometimes that's what happens in in relationships and we, I know for me personally, like I've really learned a lot about myself and who I am and what I need and what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy. And part of that actually has been languages of love and realizing why over the course of time in the past, why things have worked, why they haven't worked. So for me personally, like communication is key. I feel like and I actually, funny enough, one of my degrees from college is communications and culture. There you go. So I've always been about understanding people, wanting to get to better understand people, talking to them, singing to them, laughing with them. Like these are forms of communication. And You've come so far with your uh, <laughs> evolution. You went from lying about a blowjob to yeah. a degree in communication. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my parents to be proud. That's all. Um, yeah, all we want. Yeah, all no, we, we just want our parents to be able we to. We only got that one affirmation when it counted. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be here talking exactly. about Exactly. I mean, student of the year just doesn't cut it just no. from 10th grade. My mom wouldn't you know? fuck with the bumper stickers. She yeah. She made the car look bad. And I was like, well, now my soul hurts. So. Oh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Mommy really. issues is not too much of my issue. Well, that's good. It's more of a society issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but are we I, all jockeying for position? Sure, of course. But I actually ranking. respect the fact that your mom wanted to keep her car, like, you know, free of any stickers. Well, Unless, she was a sales lady, so yeah, she had to show up. It had, like, had to have a certain it was sort a of presence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tried to clean her car off once in the ice when I was, um, do the math, probably seven, and I used a hoe. Oh, for sure. I hoed hoed the whole car. I bet you did. Yeah. And I didn't find (laughs) out until like two years ago. My mom finally brought it up to me. She was like, yeah, you ruined the paint on the car. Damn. (laughs) Oh, that must have not felt too good. But anyway, yeah, you're right. I mean, like learning a love language what it, what you're learning is how 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 you receive love and and that's probably the most important because then by knowing how you receive it you can at least learn how to give it mm-hmm. and knowing that giving it doesn't it's not necessary for you you're giving it's like you're giving what what they need and in return you'll make them happy and you'll get what you need i mean it's total yeah. symbiotic yet it's 2018 and we still have ego be like you know what fuck you fuck your mom you know and we just 
I mean, I've, I don't talk that way, but like, I hope not. But like, especially we do, to your mother. <laughs> we, no, but we do. We we say things that are so hurtful. Yeah, and, and, and loosely, and it's just a place of defense. So that being said, back to love languages. Um, that I just I, communication. I think just says it all. Like you just have to be able to be vulnerable to to even want to communicate things with people. So obviously, with that comes trust and excitement and spark of interest. Um, so that brings me to physical touch and physical touch. I feel is extremely important, but that also I I've accepted my body. Like I love my body and myself. I think that you have to also be a fan of yours is for that to really kind of go well. Um, uh, words of reaffirmation of affirmation, um, that, you can reaffirm too. I'll take you either. Yeah, yeah, right. They uh, they go hand in hand. I think that that's really great. It's like one's massage, like touch is affirming the body. Yeah, affirmations affirming the soul. Exactly. It's a little bit of like just light, light love. Exactly. It's the world and out there, the world out there does drain the the well. A thousand percent, and also um, just being able to hear the the good when you're trying to fight the bad, it's like it helps you kind of come back down to earth. Like you're a little bit more grounded when people are like, hey, I hope you have a wonderful day today. Or what What did you eat for lunch? You know, just start up a conversation. It yeah. doesn't even matter. Like do we, you, sorry, go ahead. Now, do you feel that it's hard for people to hear, to accept the love when they're too focused on the, the hate? Yes. How do you, what's, what's it like, how do you, because it's tough. I mean, even coming home, sometimes I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, and I just have to like get back to the mood of the house. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, sometimes I'll be too excited, or be like, man, fuck this shit I just experienced. Yeah. But I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> and like the yesterday, like this morning, I mean, I'm driving to the airport. She's all like stressed and everything, which she has the right to be. But it's like you're heading to Mexico. Let's yeah. reframe this. But she had to kind of like let out, let out that ugh, before she could accept. She had to like kind of like filter all that out before like the good. And I'm sure she's having a blast now. You know. I think that we hold on to shit as humans. We naturally like hold on to, cause it's like, and that's part of the problem is that we don't think about what's, what's good. We, we lose sense of being grateful for what we do have versus being angry or upset about something that we don't have. And you got to bring yourself back down to earth. Like this isn't a crisis, you know, you, you need to accept yourself for who you are and see the good because if, if you're blinded by the hate and the, the ugly, like how are you going to continue to progress forward? And how is that like spreading love? How is that like helping us grow and working together? Like no one's going to want to the law of attraction. I mean, people will repel, yeah. repel themselves from negative fuck energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. And that's something you can't like force feed down no. another's throat. They kind of have to find it themselves. And, and again, I'm finding it. I'm, this is no pedestal. I'm finding the, the ability to really, um, appreciate where I stand in it all. Yeah. And I had this thought the other to. night, late at night, like midnight, I was on a 1am show and, uh, I had this just great drive home where I was like, wow, I've, I feel like I've been doing this long enough where I am respected by That's nice. a good solid group of the people I'm around and you shouldn't need, you shouldn't need that, but it's nice to be like, Oh, I do have a position. I'm not the top. I'm not the bottom, but I'm working my way in. And the relationships I've built are so valuable to me. I think that, it's important to recognize that for sure because what you've been doing comedy now for six years stand up okay right 10 years 
refactor and sketch and things like that. Sure. So 10 years, 10 years is a long time. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, you're, you're doing this now also for a living. Like you're, this is your profession. You know, I, th- one of the things about stand up, one of the rules is to respect the craft. The fact that you've put okay. in nearly a decade already is, uh, that shows that you are focused on the craft that you want to continue to pursue it because stand-up comedy and comedy is there's no like end point to it. It's a continuous pursuit. It's a lifelong pursuit. Should you choose to pursue it? And I believe that there are novices. There are people that shouldn't be there. There are people that grow over time. They become junior sophomores, juniors, seniors, but there are masters of the craft. Oh yeah. And those are the people that you aspire to be. Um, but they've earned, they've earned the voice. Exactly. They've earned like their place, the sage wisdom that they have. And that's where I feel also with respect. That's where that comes from. Yeah. So to, which is probably part of the problem with social media when we're going to wrap, we'll wrap this up. Jeez, we're flying by. This is great. (laughs) 70 minutes in. Did you know that we got to get out of here? It felt pretty natural to me. Uh, the weed helped. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, the problem with social media is we're giving platforms to people that haven't developed their voice yet. And, yeah. um, and that's okay, but we just need to remember that the person I'm arguing with online, not that, and I don't, I'm not a troll guy. That's why I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I started it. Uh, I dug, dug my grave, but I mm-hmm. get, but now get me the fuck out. Yep. But those people we argue with, you know, we, we kind of like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm arguing with some like fucking dude at the gym. It's like, no, this fucking loser. I'm, I'm arguing with a loser right now, mm-hmm. you know, and may, and, and I'm being a loser for arguing with them. You know, it's, it's, it's a mutual, like, lack of respect why are we even having that conversation you know and and um yeah i mean for the most part i don't engage uh on facebook and maybe every once every couple of years mm. i need those little uh, bumpers in the uh, bowling alley where it's like, <laughs> all right you went down that alley let's bounce back the other direction and it's like me being like all right let's not do that yeah because i do think that um i'm more valuable than just a one-off thought mm-hmm. and there's more to it than that and um i don't know it's like but it's so funny when you just feel like you got your tail between your legs because I, cause I, cause I, I do, I do value everyone that I know in this industry that's working towards, and I know how hard it is and you know, and I know like you're, you're running a podcast and like I'm doing my pot. We're all doing things to kind of like get our voice out there in a, in a very saturated rate uh, a saturated world. And that's all good. I mean, you've got your show, you got your, um, by the way, so I'm, 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 I'm uh, easing my way into plugging your show. Thank you. Anyone lives in a in a in a radius around North Hollywood, you decide how big that radius needs to be. Uh, Tim Louise has this amazing show. Um, what, what's the address? What's the place called? It's the Wake and Bake Breakfast. Oh, it's Club. at the Wake and Bake Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. It's this amazing like Amsterdam style like cafe. You can order a joint. It comes on a little platter. Yeah. You can just hang out. <laughs> the coolest people in the world. Your DJ's amazing. Thank you. She's super hip. Angela. Everyone's just yeah, Angela. They're all everyone's just fucking cool. Yeah. Go there for a joint. Watch a show. Or don't have a joint, but you're going to get high probably <laughs> yeah. by proxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your shows are Sunday and Monday, is that right? Sunday, it's every Sunday. And then um, th- that's the 420 Friendly Comedy Show. And then on Thursdays, we incorporate comedy into Theatrical Thursdays. So Theatrical Thursdays is like the 420 Friendly Variety Show. Amazing. Yeah, it's musicians, spoken word. You've done both shows. Oh, oh wait. Oh, there was a guitarist guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you've done Thursday and you've done Sunday. Oh, is that high? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it happens, you know. I, uh, can, you, can you perform like really high? 
I have. Um, the one time that I've performed like the most high that I think I ever was was through an edible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. Stupid fucking idea that was. Uh, 45 milligram. Holy little shit. Little Kiva bar that they uh, were selling at the Wake and Break. And, uh, oh, that- before, it, was at the, it was at your own show. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So were you getting laps or were you just... I, I just remembered melting down into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so out of my mind. There is something great, I think, about crossing that line. Yeah. Just like, absolutely. I have yet to really perform on an important show. Hi, which which is my nightmare. I'm glad I yeah. made the mistake on shows that didn't really matter. Sure. But I booked a job once off of being high on stage. And I, like there was someone yeah. in the audience. And like I don't remember what I said. I saved it as high at Westside. <laughs> I had an edible. I, I didn't time it well with having an empty stomach. Sure. And Uh-oh. it was like, and it hit me. The monitors went out on stage. Like physically, the monitor went out. So I couldn't even hear my own voice. Oh, shit. And I was just like, what's going on? And I think... I think I halfway through mentioned how high I was and it got a laugh. Yay. I, was like, All right, I, think, I think they're okay. I think they know I'm high. That's, <laughs> that's when right. it's funny is when you're honest, when you're yeah. open about it. And like, yeah, that, that real truth comes out because they see how you're actually reacting Just to it. that tension. Be like, yeah, I know I'm high. <laughs> okay, we got it. Now everyone can relax. Cause that's how I feel right now. You got to smoke. We'll have to, Tasha will have to come on next time. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's yeah. funny when she's high. She's great. She I, just like smiles. <laughs> she, I, you brought her to the show. I remember meeting her oh, there. Yeah, she came She's, with her friend Ashley. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. She still great. have the half that joint. <laughs> Gee, you fucking we really smoke so little. That's so funny. I get weed given to me um, at my side job in Santa Monica, and we, and, but I have the vape pen, which kind of the vape pen is kind of my go-to. I just, yeah. I know what it is, blah blah blah. But I think I've, I've never rolled a joint before. Ever? I learned how to finally pack a bowl. Never rolled a joint. Oh, I, can I didn't teach smoke till I was twenty-four. Yeah. I yeah. smoked uh, the first time I ever tried pot was uh I was 16. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And that actually Did it stick was like from then on? No, so that actually was late for my time. It was like considered later cuz a lot of people started, you know, like uh 11, Fuck. 13, 7. You're LA. So seven. LA. I mean, I there was one person I think I heard like I was seven afraid or nine. to look at a cigarette, let alone weed. Sure. I was super against everything. Yeah, I tried it when I was 16 and um tried it it like I the first time I tried it didn't feel anything. Second time, fuck, I lost my mind. <laughs> I just <laughs> I was with my my one of my best friends, Michelle. She and I were walking in my neighborhood and we were smoking the bowl and as we were walking down the street, we were like, "All right, let's turn around." And we started walking back. And I remember we were on the phone with a friend of ours. And as we were turning the corner, I was like, oh, look at the little rainbows on top of the grass water. And all of a sudden, I like didn't know where the fuck I was. <laughs> I like lost my shit. Did you know you were like, oh, I'm high? Did that part hit? I don't think so. <laughs> That's <the> th- <laughs> like, yes, I was very fucking high, but I didn't realize that was what was happening. Yeah. So that was why I like went a little stir crazy. I didn't know what was going on. Wild. But then I was like, Oh, I'm high. This is what this is. Oh, this is weird. Oh, and weird. and uh, my friend, she led me back home because I was like, where the fuck am I? I don't even know where I am. And she was like, Tama, if we're on your street, it's okay. Like, she, it was funny. It was fucking she, hilarious. She, she was like, was she, was she was it, laughing. Like, if you were alone, would you think it would have freaked out? Did she help you just kind of like yeah. be centered? Yeah, I'm so glad that she was there. God forbid if I was alone in that That's moment. It's amazing to think at that young age, because I was in my 20s when I first got high. So like even even the sort of times I've been too high, at least wasn't like worried about myself. But mm. like I couldn't imagine, yeah. you know, 
That's ah, crazy. It was. I mean, yeah, I was against it. And not to sound like, you know, I don't know. Just That's just the way I was raised. Sure. Not even from my mom so much as just the, 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 where I was. And, and even in college, it was, it was like, dude, the fraternity, like your weed's illegal, get kicked off campus. Yeah. So like we'd have to be strict about it. And then yeah. when the guys would sneak off to do it and the guys and girls would sneak off, I'd be like, it's bad, man. Yeah. And, um, such a stigma to it. Yeah. And I, so I understand now, uh, what it, what it's kind of taught me is to try to be as open-minded as possible to other stigmas that I, or other prejudices or way of thinking that I have that might be sort of limited. Well, that's you know? funny. That's what we does. It opens your mind. So it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this when we got to go, but, um, I drink coffee and then get high do, do they go together yeah is that all right yeah absolutely it's part of the wake and bake because i love it's love, part of waking and baking isn't that great that's so dumb that i asked you it. and it's that obvious that it's part of wake and bake i didn't it's not no i mean you're just putting one and two together it's fine i'm trying it's not a big, yeah Thank how's that working you're out? like my uh weed sherpa now oh you're guiding me through the uh the mountains of the industry it's my it's my i'm i it's my highly, highest duty, I guess. I mean, I'm happy to. I, I want. I definitely want to get some listeners to go to the show. <laughs> Let me know next time. Well, next time I'm on, I'll definitely shout it out. But go. It's Sunday and Thursday, and uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, shout those out. So Instagram. Can you. you can follow us on Instagram at the 420 Friendly Comedy Show, and you could follow Wake and Bake Breakfast Club at the BF Club. Yeah, it's super important that y'all go over there and support that. Um, by the way, I'm wearing a shirt from a listener in in um mm-hmm. in Utah. He made oh. this shirt. It's his company. So like I talk great. about like returning the favor. We're getting all we're getting all Pluggy. like real uh, like um you know community here where I it's like it. scratch each other's backs. Um, go, go Geertsen, uh, go, go find him on Instagram and he makes oh, these yeah. pants I wear now. They're fucking, they're really comfortable. Like I'm like, I'm like, I love that. I love that. You know, we're all brought together by this strange thing, but, um, go download her, uh, podcast. And also my call to action for this show, we're trying to get featured on iTunes. I know it's going to happen. We got new artwork. It's really amazing. Josh sued. Uh, Shout out to Josh sued. He's Josh the Sood one built my, yeah. And I know he did yours too. He's well, that's super what great. helped kind of helped him take off with the with the animation actually oh really yeah so he sent me this draft of the 420 friendly flyer and it was the very first one that he ever did for our show it was the the weed leaf and the lighter in bed together Mm -hmm. that was like the flyer that helped him spread his name his artwork's great he's got this bart simpson one he's got like this like bart simpson's in a sort of van gogh i think it is yeah fucking great yeah yeah, so he did the new artwork for ours and it's great um, i really like it oh thanks yeah Yeah. i mean it's the giving tree but a little psychedelic adam and eve and adam and eve with the two little apples and that exactly i'm glad you got it because i've always giving tree has always been my thing i love that i um i just i love the idea Hmm. of you know the whole the whole book i think it's simple and every kid you know needs to we all as adults need to realize like giving to others is part of like serving the world we live in yeah you know what else is the giving tree weed yeah exactly i should have made the buds coming out of yeah it's fine josh if you're listening put some (laughs) some marijuana in that weed tree but also so so tweet here you got to do audience tweet that you want us featured on 
iTunes, uh, tweet at Apple's Apple Podcast, tell them you listen and you want Sex Actually Pod to be on there. This app. Um, that's the homework for the week. Yay. And this was a bonus episode. So thank you so much for being on oh, the bonus episode. Thank you. And, um, for not that it's bonus, me. but we don't normally release on Thursday. This will come out for Friday, 420. I'll, I'll release yes. it this afternoon if people want to get 419. Get oh all my excited. God, that's so cool. And then they'll, they'll be able to go into the weekend, blaze it up, listen. And then, and then, well, and then after this is over, get high and jump over to Tumble Louise's podcast, Wake and Bake. Heck yeah. Thank you for doing the show. I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. And also, can I just shout out a couple of shows Please. if that's okay? Um, I'm, I'm going to be performing at Laugh Factory next uh, Thursday, Dope. April 26th at 10 p.m. Um, and it's also going to be my birthday at midnight. So if you want to come out, come celebrate. Amazing. What a way yeah. to celebrate your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And I want to go to Laser Cat after that and dance my pants off. So... Go dance your come, pants off. Come celebrate my birthday with me. Yeah. Happy happy early birthday. Thank you. I'll swing by if I'm around. Oh, okay. wait, wait. The 20, what's the day? April 27th. I'm in Chicago. Okay, we'll have a wonderful time in Chicago. Thank you. It'll be cold. <laughs> uh, my only show in Chicago is April 25th at the Comedy Bar. I've never been. If you live in Chicago, come so to the fun. Comedy Bar. It's attached to Gino's Pizza, which is deep dish. So I'll be breaking my, I'm doing it for the deep dish. That's deep. That's some deep. Uh, but ha- so happy birthday. Thank you so much. Everyone go follow her. Thank you. On all the different uh, platforms. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave her a comment. Tell her you're listening and heard her here. And uh, that's it. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hour 23. That's crazy. That's awesome. Hope I didn't. Uh, Did, is it okay I didn't say my handle? Say right now. <laughs> At Tema Louise. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> an intro, but people are still listening. They'll get that. Ah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Love it.